Hey everybody, what's going on? It's your friend Tim here, and I am starting a brand new show for the Patreon. Uh, well, I'm going to do three episodes on the, or I'm going to do four episodes on the Patreon, and I'm going to do one of the four episodes for free each month to put it out so other people can have it. But I really want you guys to get as much bang for your buck as possible, so we're going to try to keep coming up with new content and new stuff. So this is a new show that I'll be doing every week. It's just me. Uh, I really liked reading the Miss Manners thing, so I'm going through from 2001, I'm going to go all the way through to 2021, and I'm going to read the Miss Manners, uh, I'm going to read the articles that they have on this archived website. So for now, so this is going to be called Mr. Manners, I am Mr. Manners, and hopefully I can get this out every Friday for everybody on the Patreon. And then I'll put it out one Friday a month for free on the uh, free feed. Hey gang, recording this from my phone. I just realized I didn't give the caveat that I'm an absolutely terrible reader. So if you can't handle someone just reading out loud at a just god-awful level, probably the level of about a four or five-year-old, then this is not the show for you. But if you can handle that, there's a lot of good jokes, and I think you'll really like it. Thanks for listening, guys. Enjoy the show. This is uh, Miss Manners. This is from January 3rd, 2001. I couldn't get January 1st. That was the... uh, They didn't have it, but this is from January 3rd, 2001, and I think our last one is January 11th. So we're going to go from the 3rd to the 11th, and... uh, We'll try to get it in. I have another thing I have to do at like 4.15. So I'm going to have to make, this is going to be a 30 minute episode. And if I'm a little, if I'm at the 30 minutes, we'll just save the, save the ones for the next time. All right. Our dear Miss Manners, our email condolences. Okay. I, I, okay. So it says a former client of mine who, oh man. A former client of mine who was also the mother of a graduate school friend was on the first plane that hit the World Trade Center. Oh, oh no. So the obligation to anyone with a breeding is... Oh, so the obligation to anyone with any breeding is clear. So this must be a dog person. You write as soon as possible to and offer your condolences. In this case, though... There were complicating factors. The daughter and I had had very little contact in the intervening 25 years, except a few cordial email exchanges. I didn't learn of the death until a month later. And and while I know where my friend lives generically, the only contact information I had was her email address at work. Can you tell where this is going? Um... <laughs> Yeah, honey. Is it now permissible to write a sympathy note by email? Is one obligated to follow up with a handwritten note? In my case, the logic of the uh, uh, obviated, the logic of that was obviated by the subsequent back and forth by, why does everyone have to write on here like they're smart? Just say the logic was obvious. Okay. Okay. Uh, by the subsequent back and forth uh, by email amounting to a conversation. So I think a written note might have seemed odd rather than comforting. Is it all right that I forwarded that I forwarded to my friend a fond email about her mother, a sort of electronic eulogy, an e-eulogy, which I had sent to my own children? We need help. I fear that the situation will occur. Okay. 
So here's what I think before we get into what Miss Manners thinks. I think if you don't have the person's actual address and you have been corresponding via email, you can start your email with something like, hey, I'm sorry, I don't have your address. I really wanted to send a handwritten note and my sympathies go out to you and yours. I found out a month late. I really wish I could have done this sooner. You can flower it up before you send that email and then you can have a whole bunch of shit written in there for uh, her mom or whatever. You can have a whole bunch of nice shit written in there. So that's what I would do. I would be flowery about it up top and then write the then send the email. Now, this is in 2001. This is before emails were where the mail is basically defunct now. There's no more mail. Uh, the mail is gone. If you have a mailman, they are uh, an endangered species. Uh, so... I would say I would say it's fine now. Of course, it's probably fine, but back then I would say if you flowered up the beginning of it, it is fine too. Uh, dear gentle, this is what Miss Manners has to say. Gentle reader, let us hope not. Nevertheless, the need to write letters of condolence will reoccur, even if peace prevails upon the earth. Oh my God! And Miss Manners is gratified that you recognize the obligation. We are only haggling over the form. Your friend was evidently so gratified in spirit of the form you used, it must have been awake, awkward for her to receive a condolence message among her professional exchanges at work. And let us hope it did not overcome her there. And yes, of course, a handwritten letter would have been more gracious. Well, yeah, of course it'd be more gracious, but, you know, you can only do what you can only do. Ms. Manners is aware of the marvelous contributions of the computer and the oh wow this is so 2000 this sentence is so 2000 and late miss manners is aware of the marvelous contributions that the computer makes to correspondence for example you could have used it to track down your friend's address directly or through your alumni association email is also a fine way to have a casual chat as you did subsequently but I'm sorry about your mother's death is not as casual chatty statement. Okay, here's the thing. If you want to go way out of your way to try to find someone's address, I guess go for it. But that's creepy. And then they're like, how'd you get my address? You're like, I looked it up and now I have it forever. So I think sending it via a thing via email and just saying, hey, I didn't have your address and all of this is fine. Uh, that's my personal take on it. And now... Uh, I don't really give condolences. I'm a I'm a I'm a pat you on the shoulder kind of guy and say, hey, sorry that whoever you knew is dead now, but bye bye, motherfucker. All right, here's another one. Dear Miss Manners, last night some friends of my husband came over for dinner and a video. <laughs> what? They brought a lot of fruit with them for us all to share as dessert. After dinner, I cut up some fruit and put it out on the coffee table for us all to share during the video. All right, what was the video? I hope it was a homemade sex tape between these two. As our friends were leaving, I spied some bags of fruit I did not cut up sitting on the counter. I offered some of the remainder fruit to a remainder of the fruit to our friends to take home with them. I thought that while they brought it for us, it really was a lot of fruit and our friends might enjoy it the next day. After they left, my husband told me that he thought it was rude of me to return some of the fruit to our guests. Your husband's a dork that our guest that our guest bought it for us 
and I just returned a gift. I thought that if we kept the fruit, we would be hoarding. All right, you're both dorks. I wonder if Miss Manners can clear this up. Is it rude to return something like this to guests as they leave? Or is it rude, as I thought, to keep the overflow of our guests' generosity? I suppose this is similar to someone coming over to one's house with five bottles of wine uh, when everyone can really only drink two drinks. Okay, when only we can only really drink two bottles. But here's the other thing. Why you're not hoarding wine. Wine you'll keep for another party. Fruit will go bad. Wine does not go bad. So that's not a good that's not a good an analogy. And also, if you're sad, you can just continue like this woman, she could have fucking read that email with one of the bottles of wine and just downed it cuz her mom was dead or whatever. I think uh, that it's fine to ask them if they want any of the fruit. If you had a whole bunch of it and be like, hey guys, this was really good fruit. If you want some of this on the way out, I don't think that's rude. I think it's fine to offer the fruit back to people if they're on their way because people might want it. They might want to have it at their house because I've brought stuff over where I'm like, damn, no one ate my shit. I wish I could take it home, but no one gives me the, you know, no one offers. Uh, I would say the wine analogy is stupid. You're a fucking idiot for saying that. Uh, there's... Fu- coming over to one's house with five bottles, even though you drink two. Yeah. You keep the other three bottles for later when you have more people over or just when you want to drink alone. That's dumb. That was dumb. Uh, this is what Miss Manners says. Gentle reader. It's not whether you keep the goods, although Miss Manners has heard equally indignant reactions from donors who were not offered their leftovers as those who were weird. If you are getting upset that someone's not offering you the rest of what you brought over, you're a bitch and get over your fucking self. Cause that is fucked up. You can't bring something to someone's house and because it didn't all get eaten, you expect it to be yours again. You have given it away. That was a gift. You're fucked up. You can't do that. Um, contributions to cooperative contributions to cooperative meals are not presents, but should be acknowledged gratefully nevertheless here's your bag of fruit sounds as if you want to make sure the guests have no excuse for returning the fruit was delicious but we can possibly eat we couldn't possibly eat all that's left would give them the opportunity to accept it right so i i gotta agree with miss manners on this one if you're just like hey this is too much fruit we're not going to be able to eat it it'll probably go bad feel free to have uh Feel free to have whatever you want. I think that's fine. I think that's fine if you do that. All right, here we go. From January 4th, 2001, the titled, this is from Life, titled, Use Dad's Money? Pardon moi? All right. Dear Miss Manners, I had an excellent time at a two-week French language camp. Oh, my God. What a horrible, horrible thing. And after I got home, I started making plans to go back next summer. I told my dad that I wanted to go to a four-week session because some friends and I had made plans to meet there, and we thought four weeks would be twice as much fun. If I was this person's dad, I would be so upset. I'd be like, like, my kid could come out as literally anything, gay, trans, non-binary, as long as they didn't ever want to go to a four-week French language camp, I would be, they would be my favorite child I've ever had. So my dad asked how much it costs, and after checking on the website, I told him it costs around $2,100. He then told me that I could go, but would have to pay for about 500 of it myself. That's fair. I think that's fair. 
I'll be 15 and a half next summer. The dorkiest. First of all, if you're 15 and you're still doing halves, this is making a lot of sense why you're going to French language camp. That's also, you stop doing halves at like 10. Once you hit two digits in your, in your uh, age, you're no longer like a half worthy. You're 10, you're 11, you're 12. You're not, you can be nine and a half, but you're not 15 and a half. I don't think I should have to help cover the cost because I'm not old enough to work at most jobs. And besides, the session is for credit, so it could count as an educational expense. My dad's point of view is that I should have the experience of earning something myself. But I would be earning the credit, wouldn't I? Okay. So, first of all, you're what's wrong with the world. Go you you can't get a job here. Listen, I fucking I know what you're doing because I don't like to get a job. I don't really want to do that normally, but you can get a job. You could go to your neighbor's houses and say, "Hey, uh, I'll shovel your driveway. I can rake your leaves. I can trim your bushes. I can do all that. You can just go around and offer services. You can go in the, you can go clean. You can go clean people's houses. You can do that on your own to raise five hundred dollars." I think what you're doing here is making excuses that credit is what you're earning, but you're not earning credit. You're being given something and you're getting, so you're being given something fun. You had fun doing it and you're getting credit on top of it. So that's just a win-win for you. Your argument of that you earn credit is wrong. You have to earn, you have to earn something by doing something you don't want to do. So that's, yeah. So this is a dumb 15 and a half year old. And now the half is really making sense. Very immature. Uh, the counselors and kids who go say it's as hard as school and I shouldn't have to pay money so that I can go to school during the summer. But you want to go. This isn't like your thing where you're like, oh, but it's as hard as school and they're forcing me to go. If they were forcing you to go, you shouldn't have to pay for anything. But you're like, I want to go do school during the summer. That's what I want. Most parents would be glad to have a child who willingly... who. Who would willingly do anything half as challenging during the summer? First of all, not me. Not my ass. I want my kids to be hanging out at a fucking pool or doing a slip and slide or bugging my ass for money to go to Cedar Point. I don't want them bugging my ass for money to go to their French language camp and become a fucking dork. I don't need any dorks in my fucking family. These motherfuckers, you go to Cedar Point or you go to the pool. Those are the two things you do in the summer. If you're going to French language camp, you're out. I'm kicking you out of the family. But I want to because I'll be with my friends and the credit will help me later. We're wondering who's right. All right. Gentle reader. So the dad is right. You are wrong. That's, I mean, if you want my take, I think we already knew it. But the dad is right. You're wrong. You're a dork and you're a loser. Gentle reader. Thank you for your faith that Miss Manners would overrule your father's judgment in interest of education and justice, it was misplaced. As your father knows, financial responsibility is, a necess is necessary for your education as French. Miss Manners has already identified a problem that you have in this area. The erroneous but nevertheless popular notion that, notion that one should be able to direct one's father or anyone else on how to spend his money. Boom. Get him, Miss Manners. She fucking got your ass, you dorky little bitch. She wishes you a pleasant summer, learning not only that, but how delightful it is to have one's very own money to spend. Damn, Miss Manners fucking got your ass, and now you look like a dumb little bitch. 
And I couldn't agree more with Miss Manners. You look like a bitch. She, I mean, in so many words, I'm reading between the lines. She says, you're a dork ass bitch and you should kill yourself. All right. So there's, I think that's two in a row where Miss Manners and I agree. <clears throat> Here's another one. Dear Miss Manners, when my husband spent five weeks in the hospital, four of them in the ICU, wow, the intensive care unit, an emotionally draining experience for my for the family, we received approximately 140 get well cards from family, friends, and colleagues. Several people also sent flowers. My husband has been on the phone almost nonstop since he came home early this month. He believes connecting with old friends and colleagues is helping him heal. Is it proper to write a thank you note to each of the wonderful people? He has verbally thanked the people who sent the flowers, but has not been able to get all 140 card senders. I told him that it's not necessary for a get well card. I got to agree. I think it is not necessary for your husband to... Uh, thank everyone for the get well card, unless your husband was in the ICU because he was doing something stupid. Like if your husband was in the ICU because you guys were getting hammered at like a country Western bar and there was like one of those mechanical bowls there and he had them like turn it all the way up to like the highest setting. And then he stood on the back of it like he was surfing and it launched him off and he broke his neck. Then I don't, well, then he shouldn't even get, get well cards. I don't even think, I think people should just ignore that your husband's even sick and that you guys have to deal with that on your own. But I don't think you need to send uh thank you notes for get well cards. That's just, that's just a vicious cycle. Cause then what are they going to send you a thank you note for thanking them? I think that's a vicious cycle. I think that's what, I think that's what stopped. That's what's killing these trees is all the stationary people have to use. I would say no. I think the people who sent flowers, I think the fact that he called them is fine. Uh, I don't even think you need to send uh, notes to them. You could, but I don't think you have to. So that's my take on it. Gentle reader. It is true that greeting cards are like vacation postcards in that you only that you need only register the fact that someone has been thinking of you and respond in kind if the situation is reversed. Boom. Good point. Yeah, like if someone messages you or messages you, sends you a letter that's like, get well soon, and then their ass fucking gets on that bowl and breaks their neck, then you have to do it too. But Miss Manners notes that these cards have done a particularly good job. Sociability seems to be assisting your husband's recovery. So, okay. Jesus, why can't they why can't you just write this right? Ms. Manners notes that the cards have done a good job of making your husband feel better and making him more social. Wow, that was put like a normal person. A normal person said that. So when you reassure him that he need not respond, would you be so good as to compile a list of senders? If if his recovery is quick, he can thank them when he sees them. There you go. That's a good idea. So yeah, if like if some if some motherfucker from his work sent a card when he goes back to work, he can just say, "Hey, thanks. I appreciate that." Now get back to work. All right. So that was from January fourth. Now we're on to our next day. Um. All right. This is from January ninth. Three days after the insurrection. January 9th, 2001. Informal invitations months in advance. All right. That's what this is titled. 
Dear Miss Manners, is there such a thing as an invitation being sent out too early for a specific occasion? I'm going to say yes. Sorry, I have an itch in my throat. I'm going to say yes because if you send something out way too early, people are going to forget and not come. Like, what if they forgot to write it down in their calendar? I'd forget to write stuff down in my calendar all the time. I mean, I do do it. But I think you can send something too early. I am referring to an informal get-together, such as an adult birthday party at someone's home. I say tops three months in advance is tops. And that is so in advance. I would say maybe a month in advance for someone's birthday party is good. My husband and I received two unrelated invitations to such informal events sent out more than two months in advance of the actual party to me this oh yeah more than two months yeah see i'm i'm saying a month i say a month is good i think when i said three months i was going crazy to me this seems a bit desperate okay jesus my god i mean it doesn't seem desperate it just seems like some anal motherfucker who doesn't who likes to fucking live on the edge We'll get them before they could possibly make other plans for the same day. All right. No, that's not what people are thinking. What people are thinking is, hey, I want to make a party. And so I want to have as many people there as possible. But I'm working on the party now. So I'm going to send out the invitations now instead of later when maybe I'll forget. I think because I would send them if I was like, I'm having a party on such and such date. on my Like if I'm throwing a party for Micah's birthday, but I'm thinking of it. Like, I'm thinking of doing the party in, like, you know, May. I might be like, hey, everybody, I'm going to do a party on blah, blah, blah date. Now, I'm not sending out invitations, but I will text people being like, I think I'm going to do a big party for Micah's birthday, you know? Like, way in advance while I'm thinking of it. Are people jumping the gun a bit uh, with invitations? Other than for weddings and such, I prefer not to schedule my social commitments so far in advance. I believe even a wedding requires only a month's notice. All right, well, you're wrong about that. And I think that you wanting your shit to only be a month in advance, that's a you fucking thing. So maybe if you get that invitation, remind yourself on your calendar to look back at it in a month. Okay, here comes a joke from Miss Manners. Gentle reader, what are you doing next New Year's Eve? Whatever it is, Miss Manners will unfortunately not be able to join you as she is booked to sing Traviata at San Carlo night. All right. Oh my God, Miss Manners. Your references and jokes are dog shit. At least that is what she claims when asked about a future too distant to contemplate. Perhaps a more plausible, not to mention truthful way to put it is, oh dear, we'd love to, but our plans are somewhat uncertain then. How late could I let you know? All right, there you go. That's a good That's a good little tip from Miss Manners. You just be like, hey, I don't know what we're going to be doing. We might have something going on. Uh, what's the latest I can let you know? But what that translates to is we might have something, we might have heard of something better. So if your shit's the only shit that's going on, then we'll go to that. That kind of, I would read it that way. So Ms. Manners, you might not be right on this one. Ms. Manners has a tremendous trepidation about offering this excuse and does so only with the severe rule that it is to be applied only to such highly informal gatherings as you mentioned. Okay. 
when invitations are sent more than two months in advance. All right. Usually when a host gives long notice, it is in connection with events where travel is involved and the extra time is intended to be a convenience to the guest or for events that require elaborate planning on their part. So, But I don't think that the person who wrote in, that's one of the problems. I don't think travel or any of that is one of the problems. I think it's just some dumbass, some dumbass type A person that they know that wants to get their invitations out as soon as possible. Don't let Miss Manners catch you airily claiming that you can't make up your mind whether you will attend. Your best friend's wedding or visit your cousin in their ski chalet in March. All right, Miss Manners. Miss Manners coming with jokes that are just dog shit. All right, here we go. This will probably be my last one uh, for this because I have to do another podcast immediately after this. Dear Miss Manners, during lunch at a birthday party in my honor, ooh, happy birthday. A relative of the hostess asked me how old I was, which I thought was rather nosy of her. I smiled and replied, 39, not my age, of course. Yeah, she's probably like 22 or some shit. Uh, during a lunch party at during a lunch during lunch at a birthday party in my honor, a relative of the hostess asked how old I was. Okay, so what? My sister then said, so that everyone could hear, I have no problem telling my age. All right, well that's just some sister shit, and your sister your sister's being a dickhead to you. I mean, what do you want? What do you want from your sister? You, you're first of all, you're lying to this woman, and now your sister is gonna one up you. Yeah, of course, she'll one up you at any time she can. The hostess added, "I don't either." The way the hostess added, "I don't either," and another lady made a similar remark. Two other ladies did not say anything either way, perhaps because they felt the same as I do, that a person's age is nobody's business, or that they do not wish to embarrass me further. All right, well, your sister was going out of her way to embarrass you, of course. But also, your age your age is just what it is. Time keeps going. You can't fucking, you can't stop, you can't not be an old bitch. You're an old fucking bitch now. That's your fucking deal. If you're an old bitch, you just say you're an old bitch. Just say your age. Who gives a fucking shit? It's not like you're fucking hanging out with Harvey Weinstein trying to get a fucking, uh, trying to get a uh, movie role. Also, you could probably just suck his gross fat dick and it could have gotten it in 2001 anyways. As long as you're not in company where your age, it doesn't matter. None of that matters. You're just being too much in your too in your own head. You're you're probably a horrible person to be around, and I'm glad your sister did this to you. A little while later, a remark was made that I did not that I did not like my age. Well, of course not. You don't like your age. You just lied. I tried hard not to let the insensitive remarks bother me, but it did upset me. I feel that asking grown-ups about their age is in bad taste. All right, first of all, you are older than 39 and you can't be calling yourself a damn grown-up. You're not you weren't at a child's birthday party and a child asked you your age. You can't be a damn grown-up. Say adult, don't say grown-up. You're not a fucking baby. Am I wrong? What can I say when people ask or insist that I have a problem with my age, which I don't, you do, when they don't get the information they expect? Okay, here's the thing. I stand by this. I stood by it when we were talking about how much money someone makes. 
I think you should always tell people how much money you make. I think you should always tell people your age. I know, I know people don't like telling people their age, but also if you look good for your age, like some people I know do, you should be shouting it from the fucking treetops. Some people I know you look like 10 years younger than their age. So when they say it, people are like, oh my God, no. But you think it makes you people look at you a different way. But no, here's the other thing. I'm saying this from 2021 where you can be fucking 65 years old and still act like you're 22 and no one really gives a shit. Also, you can live in New York and just be a child for the rest of your life. No one gives a shit about that either. There's a spot for everybody. Uh, this is what Miss Manners says. I think that you're being a bitch and you're a terrible person to hang out with, but uh, who knows? I wonder how many of these people, though, that have written these in the last 21 years are dead. Probably a good amount. Gentle reader. Miss Manners can almost excuse the noisiness, the no noisiness, Timbo. Miss Manners can almost excuse the nosiness in this case. It was your birthday party, after all. And people are conditioned from childhood to follow happy birthday uh, with a chorus of how old are you now? No, they're not. Never, that's never been a thing. No one has ever done that. I don't, Miss Manners, I don't know what your childhood was like, but no one followed happy birthday with how old are you now? Oh, you look like a cow. Hey, Miss Manners, don't write so well. I don't know. But the childishness she cannot excuse is they're bullying you. All right, Miss Manners. I can excuse it. It was her sister and her sister knows that she was being a damn bitch on her birthday so that she gets, that's when you bully someone. When it was clear you chose not to answer, that's what it is. No matter how they dress it up with psychological explanation, why you choose not to answer is not a fit subject for them to explore. Unfortunately, you're giving a younger age plays into their theory. You might try... You might try, dear Olivia Wilde. Uh, Olivia Wilde? <laughs> you might try Oscar Wilde's line, Olivia Wilde. Oh, my God. I wonder if she's married, married, related to Oscar Wilde. Um, a lady who would tell her age would tell anything. Expect that. It would only encourage them to ask anything. Okay, here's the thing. Uh, Miss Manners tries too hard to be funny, and that line is fine, but it's also like if a woman's smoking a cigarette, what else is she gonna suck? You know, you kind of have to, you kind of think around that, those lines. Uh, I think tell everyone your age. I think quit being a bitch, and your life isn't. You're not that. You're not so special that your shit is fucking important. So you can tell everyone your age. You're a bitch, and that's pretty much it. I appreciate you guys listening. I hope you like it. Um, I'm going to post this on Friday. And uh, I don't know why I said that because it's Friday now and it will have been posted. So I don't know why I told you when I was going to post it. But I hope you guys all have a great rest of the weekend. I will see you on Monday with more Patreon content. Have a great day. And if I put this out on the free feed, check it out. Check out patreon.com slash great hang for videos extra great hang episodes and extra uh, episodes of Mr. Manners. I'm going to do one a week on the Patreon. And I'm going to do one a month on the free feed. So other than that, I hope you guys have a great day. I'll talk to you later. Bye.